Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi guys. Okay, let me set the scene for you right now. I am in my car. I am driving to Virginia. It is Friday afternoon. I just left work. As I mentioned last week, my best friend was very, very pregnant with her baby. And when she had the baby, I was planning on going to Virginia and I was going to take a week off. Well, (laughs) I woke up this morning, Friday morning. I had a text message from my best friend that said, the baby's here. Everybody's happy and healthy. And I said, okay, I will come down after work. I am taking Monday off of work. My boss nicely is letting me take off Monday after work. And it's currently like 3.30 on Friday afternoon because he was feeling generous today and said, why don't you leave at three if you're driving to Virginia? And I said, don't have to tell me twice, even though this will probably make traffic around the DC area worse, but whatever, it is what it is. So first off, obviously apologies for the sound quality on this. It's not going to be good. I'm in my test recordings. I could hear that my, the microphone on these Apple issue, like in-ear buds is not great. I, in the past when I've done my car cast on the bonus episode, I used like my Bose, um, my Bose headphones, but I can't use them anymore because I don't have, or I couldn't find this morning because, you know, I get this text. I have to get up and leave for work. I had like 10 minutes to pack. I have no idea what I even packed. Um, I couldn't find like the adapter to plug in these Bose headphones that I don't use anymore because I use AirPods. My AirPods have a terrible sound recording quality. I'm like on such a tangent, but anyway, so I apologize for the sound quality on this. I wanted to put something out. I'm not going to be recapping this week's episode, which I haven't even watched. I haven't even heard anybody talking about this week's episode. I don't think anybody cares about this week's episode. And the reason I'm not taking off this week is because it's literally been the craziest week of Teen Mom news in a long time. (laughs) Years, maybe? I don't think we've had a week, a story like this in a really long time, which is good because we don't want a story like this, right? Like, there's nothing good about this story. By the way, I was also, Princess asked me if she could come on this week. And I said, yeah, of course. And we were going to record tonight. So I've asked Princess to record her thoughts and feelings. And she's going to mail that to me. Mail Like, she's going to send it in the mail. Um, she's going to email that to me. And if all goes as planned, she is going... I'm going to uh, chop that in with this episode. Like, after I speak, then I'll have Princess speak. But I, I don't know if that will all go as planned. Because, like I said, I'm in my car right now. But I hope it does. Because I really do want Princess's opinion on this like I want princess's opinion on everything that happens on teen mom anyways so yeah this week has been fucking crazy and I did release a bonus episode and I thought about 
just re-releasing that bonus episode like for free since it's a pretty decent recap, but the sound quality is even worse than this, if you can imagine, for all my non-Patreon listeners. And I just feel like I couldn't really do that, and so I figured I would car cast it again. I would, I just turned off my AC, maybe that will help, but I'm probably going to get really hot. Because <laughs> it's like that temperature outside where it's too hot to without the AC on, you know, you know. Anyway, guys, I'm so spaced out right now. What am I even talking about? Right, this week. What happened this week, guys? If you don't go on the internet for any sort of Team Mom news, if you don't follow me on EVP underscore feathers and you're not a patron on our Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon, then you don't know that David, husband of Janelle Evans, guys, I don't mean to laugh. This is not funny, but it's so outrageous. And also, I've been so immersed in this all week that I've become a little desensitized to it. I do want to share that right off the bat. I'm like aware that that's happening, but I I just don't know how to like counter that. So it is what it is. But in case you don't know, David Eason, husband of Janelle, shot and killed Janelle's little like 10 pound uh, French bulldog Boston Terrier mix. I thought it was just a French bulldog, but I have since read that it's actually a mix with Boston Terrier, which are like such cute little dogs. I had a friend growing up. Her name was Skylar and she had three Boston Terriers and they were so fucking cute. Oh, I loved going to her house. Anyway, the dog's name was Nugget. Janelle got this dog sometime within the last six months. Uh, I was not surprised to see her get that dog because in case you guys don't know, Janelle has a long history of dead and rehomed pets. There is an image going around online. I guess I'll post it to my uh, EVP Instagram if I remember this weekend. Just a heads up also, like I don't really want to be on my Instagram this weekend on my uh, feathers in my hair Instagram or my other Instagram. You know, like I'm about to go enter a beautiful new situation with holding a baby that was born today. That's my niece that I love very much and be with my other nieces and my best friend and her husband. And I don't want to bring this energy of a dead, not a dead dog, a murdered dog, like into my weekend. I'm not really looking forward to doing that. So unless something major, major happens, I'm probably not going to be posting any more updates for a couple of days. I've been flooding feeds, like posting multiple updates a day because there has been a lot of ongoing information about this. I'm so off track. I don't even know where I am. But Janelle has, since we've known her on the internet, so probably since like season one or season two, Janelle has come and gone with dogs. I would say her most I was going to say famous, but her most well-known dogs have been Brody, which was a pit bull she got with Gary Head, who I believe now lives with Ryan Dolph, I think. I think Ryan Dolph. I don't even think Gary Head has it. I think Ryan Dolph has Brody. So there's been Brody. I believe we saw him on Teen Mom. And then there's Jax, her other pit bull, who has a speculated broken tail, There was a video going around a little bit that she took a little bit ago that she took of her giving Jax um, a firecracker for him to like eat. It wasn't great. I, it wasn't good. Jax, who has actually lasted 
quite a long time. I think she got him when she was with Nathan. Uh, There was also Nathan's two Huskies, who she famously abused on television, and MTV had to run a don't abuse your pets warning thing like they do beforehand. If you guys will remember, it was when Nathan was going to jail. He had those two huge Huskies that they left essentially locked up in the garage at all times. He came into the relationships with the Huskies. I can't remember their names because they had like Hawaiian or like that sounds really shitty. I was going to say like Hawaiian or Native American names, but those are two extremely separate cultures. So I don't want to say that, but they had like appropriated names. Let's say that they had appropriated names, I believe. And they were not well taken care of. Nate didn't give a fuck about them. And Nate went to county jail for his third DUI, as one does. Janelle was like seven months pregnant with Kaiser. And I honestly can barely remember. I'm passing an ice cream truck right now. And I really fucking want um, like a, um, what are they called? A baseball mitt, the pink baseball mitts that has the gumball. <laughs> I really want a baseball mitt ice cream. Okay, sidetracked. Nate, oh, so Nate had these two huge dogs. Janelle was supposed to be taking care of them. And she, like, locked them in one crate and wasn't, like, feeding them or giving them water or something. People really mad. PETA released the statement. By the way, can we talk about PETA and, like, what power PETA has? Because I don't think people understand what PETA actually is. I like constantly see people saying like, let PETA know, like they're the animal police and can do anything at all. PETA is an activist slash, I guess, lobbyist group, but I would say activists is the most apt way to describe what they are. And what they do is they take pictures of naked celebrities, women almost always, Uh, very exploitive and take pictures of them and say, I'd rather be naked than wearing fur. (laughs) It stands for the people of the ethical treatment of animals. If you aren't familiar with them, they're an extremely controversial group because of their very misogynistic ads, as well as the fact that they kill a lot of dogs that they come into contact with. I honestly haven't read an article on this in like many, many, many years, but they like they do they euthanize dogs or something instead of getting them homes I think they're like against domestic pets don't quote me on that I'd have to look it up but as I've said I'm driving my car so I can't look it up but PETA is just like it's very controversial and they hold absolutely no power like I need people to understand that like what PETA says like does not matter at all like them posting about this truly means nothing Although there was one post, they like made a post about this and then Janelle commented that she wanted to work with them. I swear to God, they posted about David killing Nugget and then Janelle left a comment saying she wanted to work with them. I don't know. Janelle has been like on one this week, which I mean, I mean, makes sense, but she's been on Janelle planet on planet Janelle. It's been like, it's been a week. It's been real interesting for her. Anyway where were we? Oh, Janelle's like infamous pets that she's murdered. So she, (laughs) by the way, both those dogs got rehomed at a certain point. Um, 
both the Huskies got rehomed, one first and then the other. Nate currently has two dogs with his new girlfriend. Those Huskies, who I think one went to Ohio. There was also a point in which fans, I use the word fans, you know, how a teen mom fans, we all know that's a load of complicated word, stole one of the Huskies and or the Husky got out and they found the Husky uh, that Janelle eventually got back. So yeah, Janelle has had like so many animals. Like I said, there's a graphic going around that's been going around for a long time of all the animals that she's either like given away to Barb, rehomed. She had this little Pomeranian at one point right before she got with David. She got him when she was living with Tori right in, in that like 14 days between Nate living with Nate and living with David and she was living with Tori she got this little Pomeranian that she named Copper it was like so cute and God only knows where that one went Uh, I mentioned in my bonus episode her dog Pumpkin which is one of those designer bully breed dogs who looks like a Hercules and like it really could murder you it has one of those like square heads you can see all of its muscles and they cost thousands and thousands of dollars like those dogs can cost like up to five thousand dollars Barbara said that it got out and was stolen she like left a comment on Instagram but God only knows what really happened to Pumpkin he was with Janelle for less than a year there's been like an iguana multiple dogs I think that image is up to like 18 pets if that tells you anything now teen mom in general actually I would say like reality stars in general maybe we should just say like humans in general and by the way if you're watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season which I'm kind of watching I mostly just keep up with recaps I don't really watch anymore but they're having their puppy gate and now looking back it's almost funny that like their puppy gate is somebody took a dog to a shelter and then it got rehomed and everything's fine and like teen mom's version of puppy gate is that a dog got murdered it's not funny but you know what I mean by that so Janelle's had like 18 animals that have come and gone out of her life Jax is definitely the one that stayed with her for the longest but really that he's only been with her for like five years four or five years so really not that long considering you know a pet is a lifetime commitment so they got nugget nobody's should be surprised a lot of people are like they shouldn't have the fucking dog their dogs live outside I think nugget was allowed to come inside but the pit bulls lived outside which is not good pit bull pit bulls are not outdoor dogs their uh fur is not meant for living outside but Nugget was a cute little French Bulldog Boston Terrier mix. Janelle seemed to like it. She'd post about it on her Insta story. And then on Monday, Janelle started posting that she was sad. Now, apparently on this week's episode of Teen Mom, which I told you I did not watch, there was like a plot line that Janelle was going to take Jace to Kentucky. David flipped out and basically demanded that he go of course if he goes they can't film it so Janelle in the end decided not to go at all so she was posting on Facebook like I'm sad her like usual I'm sad Facebook status updates people just assume that she was probably fighting with David because of the episode that was airing or was sad about the episode that was airing then on Tuesday during the day Janelle is doing this thing that she does which is Instagram story and snapchatting what songs she's listening to 
very much like probably what I would have done. Actually, that's not true. Sometimes if I'm listening to like a really good throwback, I'll like post it on my Insta story that I'm listening to it. So like, let me not judge Janelle here for something that I 100% do myself. But anyway, (laughs) that's the worst voice. I should not do that voice on the podcast. Anyway, though, Janelle posts, like, a song called Over, which I've never heard of. She posts that she's listening to Thank You Next. She does this thing where she changes her Facebook relationship status. I think David changed his, too. I can't remember if David is currently on Facebook or not. You know, he's always getting, like, kicked off social media platforms and then making new ones. So Janelle changes her Facebook status. I remember I even left a comment like on Reddit that was like, call me back in a month when they haven't spoken in a month because this is what they do. They, Janelle like acts like this guy, David's just like some random boyfriend, not her husband and like takes breaks with him all the time, you know? And I don't, for me, it's not worth really even talking about unless she's going to post the drama or they like have been separated for like a full month. (laughs) Because they do these things where they break up, their articles written, she posts her Snapchat stories, and then they're back together like two days later being like, I don't know what you guys are even talking about. We've never had a fight in our lives. Like that type of shit. And so I was like, call me when it's been a month. Uh, Then on Tuesday night, I go into yoga. I went to a 6.30 yoga class. So I get out of yoga at 7.30 and check in on my group chat with my girls And it says something like I see they're commenting like somebody posted on Reddit something about like David killing a dog, but there aren't any sources. What is this? Because, you know, I think the first person to report on it was Radar Online, which is, you know, do we ever believe anything Radar Online says? And there wasn't like a a full source on it. It kind of seemed weird and sketchy. So I was like, huh, that's weird. Let me look on Reddit. Not, nothing was like that compelling. I was like, I mean, okay, what? Then there's another story that basically confirms that someone had called 911, a male, a frantic male, as he's described, had called 911 on Tuesday and said that Janelle's husband, and that's how they keep referring to it when they're describing the 911 call, that like the person called and said this woman's husband uh, that Janelle's husband has shot the dog and I guess animal welfare went over there, couldn't find anything. It's a little hazy, like what exactly has happened and who's gone over there and when they've gone over there. Then at one point it comes out that Nate called 911 for a welfare check on Kaiser uh, after he saw the social media and said that the dog was shot in front of Kaiser So everyone got confused and assumed that Nate was the initial 911 call, but he was not. It was just a confusing way that they were reporting everything. So basically it's Tuesday. Janelle's been posting sad stuff. Tuesday night, like the dog murder stuff comes out and people are, you know, rightfully outraged. This is, I mean, it's horrific. It'd be one thing if it was a pit bull like, or one, a bigger dog. It'd be one thing if it was like a bigger dog, you know, it attacked one of the children. Sometimes in that situation, like you have to shoot a dog. If that's like the only way to get a dog off of a child or a person, then like you, you have to shoot the dog. I, 
that sounds really callous, but like, sorry, not sorry. And I know this is controversial for some people. Like I will always pick a human over a dog, but because it's like a tiny little 10 pound dog, there doesn't seem to be any sort of justification for it. Like initially, like I'm reading these stories and you know me like misbenefited the doubt when it comes to this type of stuff. I was like, it's not like I could be like, oh, well maybe the dog like went for Kaiser's throat and they did what they had to do. No, 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 of course not. That was not the case. So the next day, Wednesday, everybody's fired the fuck up, like fired the fuck up rightfully. I do believe that people are more upset about this than they are about Kaiser being beat. Uh, people say it's because there's like concrete proof of this, but I, I just have the stupidest sign. Keep God in America. Keep America great. Okay. I thought they were making America great again. I thought that I thought we America wasn't great and that's why we had to make it great. Oh guys, sorry. By the way, when I drive to Virginia, sometimes my GPS takes me like in this crazy way. And it is like I drive through clan country. It is wild. I don't I don't I lock my doors. I don't feel safe. They're like gonna come out of their houses and start screaming there's a Jew and like kidnap me. <laughs> that's how I feel sometimes driving through these places. Anyway, I don't know where I was. Oh, so there was just like no way. Oh, I do think that people are more upset about this dog than they were about Kaiser in general. Um, I do question people who watched a show where Kaiser being beat, whether it's by David, Janelle or Nathan or whoever, but everybody agreed that he had bruises on him. I do question how you can watch that show, but then a killing of a dog is like the line that you have that confuses me I that's something that I don't get and you know I'm not gonna stop watching the show because this happened because I from where I'm sitting I've been watching a show about abuse since 16 and pregnant you know like that's what this show is about that's what the show has always been about so I don't really understand where the line comes in for a lot of people, but everybody gets to have their lines. I just don't, that doesn't, like, I just don't necessarily understand. I just took a sip of my cloud, my cinnamon cloud macchiato, which I love. Usually my order at Starbucks is like an almond milk latte because it's yummy enough and doesn't have a ton of sugar. Even though Starbucks, uh, their almond milk definitely has sugar in it because when I make a latte at home with almond milk, you know, like my boring unsweetened almond milk, that shit does not taste the same as it does at Starbucks. <laughs> I have to, add, I have to add Truvia or whatever it's called to that, but I can drink the Starbucks almond milk without any added sugar, like an almond milk latte without any added sugar to it. So what's the deal, sis? What's up with that? Anyway, where was I? <laughs> this is the worst podcast I've ever done. I don't even know. Like, is this releasable? <laughs> I'm trying to give the people what they want. All right. I, people would be fucking livid if I, if I was like, sorry, guys. My friend had her baby. I'm taking this week off. I'll talk about dog gate next week. By the way, I don't really like calling this dog gate. I think that that too much undervalued, like under, undervalues. I don't think undervalues is the word that I'm looking for. I just think that that really doesn't give enough weight 
to the seriousness of what happened. You know, like, adding gate obviously comes from Watergate. We can do gate for, like, puppy gate on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because it's, like, not that serious. Yeah, what Dory did was fucked up, but it's truly not the end of the world. The dog wasn't harmed. Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy now lives with a great Instagram model. You know, like, everybody's calm, cool, happy, collected. I just, I don't know, guys. Bear with me. But I don't feel like calling a murder of a dog. Do dogs get murdered? Is that the correct word? Is that insulting to people who get murdered? I feel like murdered probably should be reserved for people, right? Like, collectively, we should reserve that term for people because, you know, like, it doesn't seem right to to use the same language for a dog that we would use for a person but let's call it the killing let's call it David purposely killing a dog I think is probably a good way to describe it so the dog murder oh my god I just did it the dog killing guys Ooh. okay and now it's time for a quick break David killing the dog rightfully has people angry. I just don't think it's worse than Teen Mom using the abuse of Kaiser as a storyline. I mean, David beat the shit out of Kaiser, like really beat the shit out of Kaiser. And that's not okay at all. And those pictures Nathan posted were horrific and scary. And I just don't really for sure know why this is the line. But let me get back to the timeline of events. So on Wednesday, I wake up and a little bit, I think right when I got to work, so probably around nine, David posts on his Instagram this long rant about how he protects his family and he needs to do what he needs to do to protect his family. And that's his belief. Basically confirming that he killed the dog. And in case you were wondering, the first comment that he left was like, if I didn't shoot the dog after, or if I didn't put the dog down after it bit my kid, then you guys would all be mad at me. Like something to that effect. And it's like, no, I I don't think so. (laughs) Like, I don't think that would be our reaction. But he posted a video on which he's sitting on a chair, Ensley's on a couch, and Nugget is with her. And Nugget has its ears up. It's clearly showing that it's uncomfortable. And Ensley, because, you know, she's a baby, essentially, is all up in its business. David's just sitting there filming. And then uh, Nugget, like, nips at her. Like, it doesn't even... Obviously, the filming stops when that happens. She didn't... We didn't... You don't see the dog biting her. It was really just like a nip. Like, a get-the-fuck-out-of-my-face nip, which a lot of dogs would leave in that situation then the so David posts a video and then like after the video he posts a picture of what's supposed to be the bite mark on Ensley's face skin is not broken at all it's just a red mark honestly this is terrible but I wouldn't be surprised if David slapped her cheek so that he could take a picture of a proof of like Ensley's face being hurt because it didn't even look like a dog bite to be honest like you couldn't see any teeth marks there it was just redness like if someone slapped her that's so dark 
I don't really want to think about that. A lot of people have asked me, like Carabera, Carabera, Caraberry asked me if I thought that maybe David, like, set up that video so he could then have justification to kill the dog. And I said, I mean, yeah, but like he could, or maybe actually, I think I said, I'm done pretending to like understand the motives of these people because at that point I really was like, I really was done. Um, by the way, I also want to say like, I still like, for whatever reason, call me naive. I still don't think David is going to kill Janelle. I just, I don't know why I understand statistics. Uh, I think I've spoken about on this podcast, like many times before, how dangerous it is that he has access to weapons. The statistics that say like a woman is like 500 times more likely to be killed by her abuser if he has access to guns. Uh, that if an abuser is hurting animals, it's like good fucking luck. But for whatever reason, I just, I just don't see that happening to Janelle. Call me naive, call me whatever. I, I just don't see it. I don't know why. I just don't see it. I almost want to do like a sorry, like Ramona Singer, but I don't think that's appropriate for that. Anyway, so David posts this video essentially confirming he's killed Nugget. Then Janelle posts an Instagram with a picture of her holding Nugget being like, I can't stop crying. I love you so much. Blah, blah, blah. Not saying like David killed Nugget. And basically, so it's confirmed Nugget is dead. David has bragged about killing it, essentially, and justified by saying, like, it attacked my child, which, like, no, (laughs) try again, David, this, no, just, like, a hard, hard, hard no. (sighs) So, Janelle then, later that day, because everybody's, like, flipped the fuck out, gives an exclusive interview to Us Weekly, basically saying that, uh, David took the dog like two miles into the woods and shot the dog. I think this is where she said he shot it with a shotgun. I think she said the kid Kaiser and Ensley weren't home. Marissa was poor. Marissa was apparently devastated by this. Oh no. I'm confusing two things. Um, to us weekly, she said the kids weren't home. Marissa heard it. She was devastated, but Kaiser and Ensley like didn't know what was going on. By the way, Jace is on a cruise with Barbara this week, so he's totally out of the picture, thank God. You know, small blessings. But Janelle basically said, like, she's not at the house, she's considering divorce. Sometime during this, uh, CPS comes out, does a welfare check on Kaiser, determines everything's okay. We also don't know, Nate said in his, like, non-emergency call that Kaiser witnessed the shooting of a dog. But we really don't know that. We don't know if Nate has spoken to Kaiser at this point, you know, when he had called. We, all we know is what, like, we've heard. And it's possible that Nate just saw that on social media and assumed it was in front of Kaiser. I mean, I hope that's what happened. But Nate did call and ask for a welfare check. They did a welfare check. They said everything was fine. I I don't know how they determine everything is fine. (laughs) It doesn't sound like everything is fine. (laughs) you know, like poor, poor, poor kids. So they said that, or Janelle says she's like considering divorce. She wants everyone to respect her privacy. She said some shit about how David just believes he was doing what was best for him. And these are his beliefs. And, you know, I do think that there is a nugget of truth to David 
no, that's not how I want to say it. What I want to say is that I do think that there is a cultural difference in how some people view dogs and people that grow up in the sticks sometimes don't necessarily view dogs as pets. They view them as, you know, property and shooting a dog is they feel is like within their right to do because it's their property. But I mean, I don't think anybody could say that about a Boston Terrier French bulldog mix. Like, I don't I don't think that anybody could argue that that a farmer would have the right to shoot that in cold blood, like no matter how you look at dogs culturally. So anyway, Janelle gives this story, nothing else really happens. And then on Thursday, Johnny Donovan, her manager, who I guess I didn't realize her and Johnny were working together again. Johnny Donovan, Johnny Donovan was her manager in the past. And then I guess they're working together again. He managed fair for a while. I don't know if he still does. Posted some text messages that were between them in which Janelle said that um, David shot the dog with a shotgun. He took it two miles or two acres away from the house and shot it with a shotgun and that she didn't know if she was going back to see him or not and that David was going to jail tomorrow Um, and people didn't know that. So everyone was a little confused. Then this morning TMZ or maybe yesterday comes out and says that Sorry, guys, this is so disjointed. If I was on my computer, I would have written out a timeline for this, but I'm not on my computer. But TMZ comes out and says that David owes Olivia, his ex, Caden's mom, over $5,000 in child support, and that Friday was the deadline to pay it. Apparently, he went to court this morning, which, by the way, he shaved. He looks so much more normal without that fucking crazy Amish beard and that bald head. His hair has grown back. He looks like He looked like a normal person. It's crazy how ugly he makes himself with his grooming choices. But he went to court. He paid the $5,000. So everybody's a little confused why David would be going to jail. But the details, of course, are shocking. Now, around this time, a source called like a blog called The Blast, which I don't I don't know. They're not a normal teen mom gossip blog is all I would say. Like, I don't ever read them. I don't know about them. I don't know if they're reputable or not because, like, I, they're just not in my rotation. They're not, like, a normal gossip rag. Comes out and says they have these gruesome details of David basically beating the dog to death, being covered in blood. Um, and my thought on that, and that they heard this from a source, and my thought on that is that I don't believe that news article. Now, It's not that I don't believe that David could do that because I'm sure David could do that. What I don't really believe is that there's a source that has the information that's talking to the blast. And I caution everyone in sharing that story or other stories that use, you know, like really horrific and graphic details. I actually didn't read this story. I just saw some like a rundown, like a couple rundowns of what it's said, but I'm not, I'm not reading the story. I'm not going to read gruesome graphic details of a dog being murdered unless like somebody's going on the record and saying this absolutely happened and here's my name and here's how I know. I'll do that for the sake of this podcast and because I'm a journalist, but like, I don't need to read disgusting speculation like that, like from a source that won't go on record. My thing is Janelle has very few people that she's close to. She apparently was with Jamie this whole week. I just saw before I got in my car that she unfollowed Jamie on Instagram, whatever the fuck that's about. But she's been with Jamie since she left 
David. Did she leave David? Did she not leave David? I don't know. Um, it's possible Jamie's husband maybe spoke to them. I think Jamie's husband is the one that called 911 in the first place. He's really the only person that makes sense. However, Janelle does do really impulsive things and will talk to people and tell people stuff and then deeply regret it, like within a minute of doing it. We've seen her do that more times than I can count. I wouldn't be surprised if in a moment of like desperation, she reached out to like Ryan Dolph, you know, and he called. It really could be like anybody, but... I just don't know who would talk to the blast of all people. You know, not sarcasm, not radar, not the Ashley, not Us Weekly, not people, not one of the regular Teen Mom news outlets. I'm not sure like why they would speak to the blast or how the blast would get in contact with a source willing to talk to them when so few people clearly know the like the those specific details. And I think because so few people few people know the specific details and this is a story that causes so much emotion I think there's a lot of room for uh like gossip blogs to make up information and to come up with really gruesome details to maximize the sharing of this article because I've seen this article spread like wildfire and treated like fact so I just caution everybody to like really think like, does this make sense that they would have this story when it comes to, like, horrific, gruesome, disgusting details on what supposedly happened to this dog? So that's kind of where we are. Um, David didn't go to jail today, as I said. Apparently, there's an investigation that's ongoing. I think the issue is... Oh, and Jamie, I guess, did say on Instagram that Chanel filed a police report because... At one point, the county sheriff was saying, like, we can't do shit unless somebody like Janelle files a police report. We can't go off of social media. And I saw a lot of people saying that's not true. They can go off of social media. But I think what the issue is, is that nobody got on social media and said, like, neither David or Janelle. Like, David didn't get on social media and say, like, I murdered my dog. He said, like, I did what I had to the dog was attacking my child. There's no video on social media of him doing it. Like nobody's directly, and by nobody, I mean like neither David nor Chanel has like directly said it. Apparently animal control has gone out there. David refuses to talk to them, which duh. David's not talking to any law enforcement unless they have a warrant. I hope that they know that. If I know that, they should know that. Oh my God. I'm like in the middle of nowhere right now. And there's like a crazy tractor passing me. Where the fuck am I? I'm not even that far from my house yet. It's crazy. I'm like by Lancaster, if you guys know. I'm if, if you guys are from the area, I'm like near Parksburg, Pennsylvania, and it is like rural out here. Oh my god. Actually, I'm entering Cochranville. This is Cochranville? Oh my god. Sorry, guys. You don't care about my root talk, as Sarah Canning's mom calls it. Oh, I was just here the other day, but going somewhere else. Okay. Um, I went hiking out here not that long ago. What was I saying? Oh, so David's not going to talk to law enforcement. They basically need to have Janelle either write a statement, like, and say what happened because they can't just go off of like radar online accounts and like what one person calling 911 says. Also, the fact is like, this is rural North Carolina, like, do the cops there think it's okay for him to shoot a dog? Apparently, it is a felony, 
in North Carolina to do that, but they have to, you know, the cops have to believe in it to enforce the law. I don't know if David will get in trouble over this. I don't think so. I will say I was kind of hoping that this story would get more traction so Teen Mom 2 would get canceled and I wouldn't have to watch it anymore and I could recap old episodes, which is what I really want to do, but I just don't have the time to watch multiple episodes of Teen Mom a week and take notes on them. Like, it's just too much for me. And I was really hoping that they would cancel Teen Mom 2. like really hoping that they would do that, but they didn't. Um, this story hasn't been getting as much traction as I thought it would. Like it's definitely getting traction, but so far it seems to be staying in the normal teen mom news circuit and, um, like animal rights people. But I was like hoping on Thursday that, like the Today Show, The View, like I was really hoping that those type of CNN, like does CNN talk about celebrity gossip? Like that, you know, like that type of news outlet, which doesn't normally cover Teen Mom would pick it up and there would be a lot of outrage and MTV would be forced to cancel the show. But that hasn't happened so far, although there's still time, it's still ongoing. If David gets arrested for this, I wonder if things will change. Um, Do I think David's or Janelle's gonna leave David? No, not really. Do I think the kids need to be taken away? Yes, 100% yes. I wonder what Barb is doing. Is Barb still going to send Jace over there? It's just all, it's very distressing. It's been like, it's a horrific story. It's really upsetting. I hope that timeline wasn't too disjointed and you guys could kind of understand where I was going with everything. But yeah, that's it for what's going on as of this Friday. Uh, If more happens, sorry. (laughs) Unless something like huge, huge, huge happens on Saturday, then I could, I guess, quickly like edit that in right here. But I don't think I'll be paying attention enough to do it. So we will see. We will see. I really hope David gets arrested. I really hope the kids get taken. I really hope Janelle leaves David. But I just don't. I don't see that to be the most likely outcome. So that's it. Hopefully in right here, I will be pacing in Princess's thoughts. If not, I just rambled for 42 minutes on the worst audio to ever exist. But I love you guys. (sighs) This is a tough one. Have a good week. Bye. Hi, guys. Princess here, and I have stolen Liz Bentley's podcast. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um... Me and Liz were supposed to record today, but her best friend had a baby and she's a good friend and a great auntie and she's off to see the baby. And so although she's still going to record, we don't have the opportunity to record together. So she asked me to put together some of my thoughts on the David Dog drama and she's going to like slide it into the show. I'll try to make it quick, brief. I'm never brief, but I'm going to try. So anyway, let's start off with the obvious. Janelle and David are terrible parents. They're terrible pet parents. They shouldn't be allowed to be around children or animals. Uh, Toddlers and dogs don't go together unsupervised. Everyone should know that. So I guess the dog bit Inslee. And there's a video of, I suppose, happened prior to, uh, to the bite of the dog snapping at Inslee and someone across the room recording it. I don't know who was across the room recording it, but they're stupid. There's no way Inslee should have been on that couch with that dog. 
toddlers are like little drunken frat boys. They don't know. They We don't know what they're going to do. They don't know what they're going to do. They bite, they pinch, they grab, they yell. And if you're a dog, you see the world differently than humans do. Someone running in to give you a kiss can be aggressive. Most dogs don't want to be run up on. And when in that video I saw, Inslee is crowding that dog. And he, and is it a he or a she? Nugget snaps at her, which is what dogs are supposed to do. It's what they do. They're animals. Um, obviously, it's why... Obviously, it's why you train children old enough to understand how to approach animals and what's what's important, like how to give them their space. Right now, I'm recording in my office. My kids are still awake because it's a Friday. I'm trying to give them some leeway. And my dog is in his kennel. And the reason he is because I'm not out there. And as good as my kids are with the dog and as much as my dog loves the kids, I can't guarantee that... They're not going to get in a fight over possession of a stuffed animal because the dog's toys look a lot like the kid's toys. And there's not the dog's not going to snap at them or they're not going to hurt the dog trying to get the toy back. I, I just don't want anything that happening. And that's because I care about all of the parties involved. And it's very obvious David and Janelle don't. And they don't do any training of their children. They don't do any training of their dogs. Um... The other thing I want to talk about, I'm not going to go on the timeline of this. Liz has already done a great um, bonus episode. And if you're a $5 patron, you can hear it on the Patreon account. Um, And I'm sure she's going to go over what's happened since then. But I have read, based on Janelle's leaked text to her manager, which is, I hope, you know what? Liz has talked extensively about how terrible Janelle's management managers have been in the past and continue are. I thought David was their manager, but whatever. How they're like really shady people. But she's gonna know they leaked the text, but whatever. Cool. Um, based on what Janelle has been saying, the dog bit Inslee. David grabbed the dog, threw it against the porch several times, beat it, and the dog tried to get away, ran off into like the, the woods. He grabbed the shotgun from his truck and shot it. Um, Janelle sang two acres away. Janelle doesn't know distances. Two acres is a long fucking way away. And I guarantee you the dog, <laughs> if they got two acres away, the dog outpaced David in a way or was able to, it's just, it wasn't two acres. Okay, but other than that, I believe that story. Apparently, he came back bloody, like with the dog's blood on him. And Janelle, TMZ is reporting that a source close to Janelle says that it's probably the manager, or it might be Jamie. It could be any. It could fucking be Tori, for all we know. Um, No one wanted to say anything to him because everyone was freaked out. Yeah, fuck yeah, was freaked out. This psycho with a gun and blood all over him just came, just killed the family dog. Fuck yeah! Everyone's freaked the fuck out. Ugh! And Marissa is apparent, was apparently when her room and didn't come out the next day. Janelle left. She took Kaiser and Inslee with her, but when I first heard that she left, I was like, she probably left alone. She probably left the fucking kids there. I was like, I'm going to Starbucks, dude. So, I'm surprised she took her children with her, but I'm upset she didn't take Marissa with her. Marissa 
is technically David's biological child. I get that. But at the same time, if I were in that position, I would try to be very calm and casual and say something like, all the kids heard what happened with the dog. They're all upset. I'm going to take them to Dairy Queen. And, you know, I live in the fucking backwoods. Dairy Queen might be 10, 15 miles away. I'm going to take them to Dairy Queen. I put all the kids in the car and I admit, and I figure out my plan once I got away from the house. But she left Marissa there. And I've said this before. I think Mar- I worry about Marissa more than anybody else because everybody else gets time out of the house and Marissa doesn't. Um, we talked about this on the show before. Marissa is a... Marissa's mom is a, a drug addict sex worker, okay? Um, and she was raised by her grandmother. I'm assuming her maternal grandmother, not David's mom, because they're on and off with David's mom. And that once David got a little bit of money from Janelle, like basically he'd been living with Janelle, he had access to the bank account. He was like, he went over there and was like, yeah, yeah, I can take care of her now. And she... The grandmother gave her to him. Okay. I didn't say much in those sentences, but you can read between the lines. I feel like Marissa seemed, just based on what probably happened, Marissa seemed more in her life than a lot of people. Uh, I talk about this every time I'm on the show. I'm a foster parent. I volunteer with displaced youth in um, shelters. And all of those all of those kids have trauma. Some big, some small. But they all have trauma. And they all have like been places and seen shit and they got a look about them and I've in my personal life like being out with my kids at their soccer game there was a little girl on the team that like I don't know she just she used to hover around us and then she just yeah she was supposed to be playing with my niece and like you know talking to her and stuff and everything and but she would inch closer and closer to me and have longer and longer conversations and things and I could see it on her I could see it on her. And Marissa has the same look. She's seen a lot of shit. I worry for Mar- Marissa more than anybody else in the house. And she's the one that got left there. <sighs> I, I haven't been watching MTV this season. I haven't been watching Team Mom this season. I've been listening to this podcast. I've been reading recaps. And I've been keeping up with like the... Um, the current drama. And it's mostly because I didn't like the Kaiser abuse storyline. Here's why you don't like it. It's not that someone accused Janelle and David of abusing Kaiser. It's that they agree Kaiser's being abused. They just agree it's by somebody else. So no matter who you talk to, the answer is yes, Kaiser's being abused. Yet he's still being filmed. Everyone accused is still being filmed. It's being used as a storyline that's gonna live that's gonna follow him the rest of his life. His bare ass has been on Twitter with marks and stuff. Like it's crazy. And it's so interesting because if this show was on another network, if this was on TLC, the show would be gone. Or at least Janelle wouldn't be on it. And they would have done like a a cheesy spinoff of Barbara and um Jace. If this was on Bravo, Janelle would have been edited out of the season. That happened to someone on the Real Housewives of Potomac where she got this just before the show aired she filmed like a regular housewife and just before it aired she was hit with this like really crazy lawsuit and so she's in all the group scenes and shit but none of the solo stuff she did made it to air and they just pretend like she wasn't a housewife they just pretend like she was some girl at the at the barbecue 
other shows have been canceled. And he canceled shows for less than this. And I don't understand who at MTV is like, no, we got to do this. We have to do this. I, I wish I understood why they think they can't have this. First of all, why is MTV trying to build a brand on unplanned pregnancies? I feel like at some point they're just going to go like, like they're just going to start sabotaging condoms in large doses and see what happens. They, it's so fucking weird with this pretty little mama's bullshit that they keep trying to reboot and they just keep trying to make it happen. It's not going to happen. But if they want this show to continue, which I understand it's cheap to make in general and it gets a lot of engagement, you can do this without Janelle. What you do is you get rid of Janelle and you get rid of Chelsea. You give Chelsea a spinoff show. Something 30 minutes long where she can self-produce and be cute and like all the storylines are some version of where's Cole's Father's Day present? Aubrey hid it in the pig pen. I hope Cole doesn't find it. Like shit like that. You'll have whole two-part episodes dedicated to the father-daughter dance. Every now and then you'll mention Adam on very special episodes. You'll get more of her dad giving Botox to people in his dentist's office. You can see more of South Dakota Mary. You can see her sisters, which you hardly ever see on the show. Um, basically, it would just be about Chelsea. And the people who like that shit are definitely going to watch it. Chelsea has plenty of fucking fans. They can go watch that. It's going to be cheap to make. It's not going to cost any more than filming Chelsea on this show. So, you do that. Then... You got Leah, Kale, Brianna left. And what you do is you bring one more girl in. And she does not have to be a girl we know. I don't want any more Bristol Palins. I don't want any more Cheyennes. I want someone with real fucking problems. You find someone with real problems that you can record. Someone interesting. A young mom, let's have her in her early 20s or so. And she can have one or two kids or whatever. She's got baby daddy problems. She's got money issues. Um... Someone interesting, okay? Someone who doesn't make half a million dollars a year. Who is hungry to, like, be authentic on camera because that's how she gets paid. Then before the season starts, you have each of the girls' producers, someone they know, come up to them and start off with a lie, okay? They go, girl, I'm so stressed out. Yeah, I just talked to my boss at MTV, and they're like, well, no, whatever. My boss at production, and they're like saying that they don't know what's going to happen after the season of the show. And the girls are like, what? This is straight out of a fuckboy handbook, by the way. And you go, so you say something like, yeah, because like ratings aren't great, and like everybody's kind of really self-producing, and no one's really getting like whole stories, and I mean, you're great. And whoever you're talking to, you, 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 you like personalize it to them. So if it's Leah, you're like, you're great, Leah. You're the heart of the show. Everyone loves you, your single mom stories, even though you're not single mom, a single mom, you're hiding your boyfriends. Yeah. Like everyone loves that. People really care about Allie. If you're talking to Kale, you're like, Kale, you're so strong. You're like a mogul. You know, you're the only girl who ever graduated, girl. And like, you're doing it all on your own. Like you play up what they think is the best about them. And you say, that's why you're on the show and everything. And like, you don't need the show. That's what you do. You do that. You, I know you don't need the show. You'll be fine after the show. You know, you're doing everything right. But I don't know if next year is going to be a thing. You put the fear of God in them. And you tell them it's a secret. 
that your boss told you this year, and you're like, keep it on your head, don't tell any other girls. And they will talk to each other, but they'll never be able to talk to anybody else at the show because it's supposed to be a fucking secret, okay? So now you put the fear of God in them. And when you edit the show, because they get paid by the fucking show, you edit the show so that if you've got something interesting, it shows up. And if you're not interesting that week, you're not on the fucking show. That's it. If I got, if it's 18 episodes and I got 10 good episodes with you in it, okay, that's it. We'll see you next week, baby. Well, hopefully you got something good then. So that the pay gets weird, okay? So that's that's how you do it. And then at the end of the season, you kind of look at the numbers, you look at what you had, and you look at what the engagement was, and you're not putting people off because people hate them. That's not what you're doing. If they're not bringing you a story, they don't have a story. If they're not showing up filming, if they're not giving you something authentic, you switch them out with somebody else. There are a million girls from 16 and pregnant that, that wish they got this opportunity. Go check in with some of them. See what's up. That's how you make the show go, if you want it to. I, yeah, I, I don't know what MTV is doing. I don't know how she's still on the show. I don't know what's going to happen with them in the future. It's so crazy. Anything can happen. I do still feel like it's going to be a murder-suicide. I'm just not willing to bet on who's going to do the murdering. But it feels like every week there's something different coming out of there. What else? Um, this is getting a lot more outrage than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know why? The dog's dead. That's why. It's an escalation. Most of the stuff that happened before is found in gray areas where people can claim they were, oh, it's just discipline. Oh, Kaiser's spirited. He needs like someone to grab him by his shoulders and tell him to get in the goddamn house. No, he doesn't. Um, he, uh, Kaiser fell down, like shit like that. Most of that stuff, there's an explanation, not an explanation. They, they explain it to us or try to explain it to us, but the dog's dead. So what the fuck? That's So that's number one. Number two is David's admitting to it. Most of the abuse stuff, David, like I said, he has some explanation or Janelle's like, Kaiser just fell down six steps. He's so crazy. That stuff. But David's like, no, I did it. I definitely killed this dog and I don't care. I think he lied to animal control, but other than that, he's, he's claiming he's, he did this. And the third reason is something that we should all think about. And the fact is that people care about cute dogs more than they care about abused children. That seems harsh, but it's true. I'm an animal lover myself. And over the years, I've really thought about this. And I think the reason that people find it easier to open their hearts and fight for an animal is because they're less complicated than humans. Um, we baby them. We, we project our feelings onto them. Like a lot of times I think research shows dogs aren't thinking too much. <laughs> they just, they're not like having complex thoughts about us. Their hierarchy of needs are much smaller. And as much as they enjoy being around us because they're pack animals and they like, they do not like to live alone they don't necessarily have complex thoughts about loving us. Um, that's just what they're, I don't know. They're just animals that show that show companionship in a way that's so that we feel loved by. And that's why we care so much about them. But as animal lover, as someone who used to foster dogs and I used to do shelter work a lot 
I'm going to admit that loving animals is easier than loving humans. And if you, I'm not, I'm not judging anybody who does that. I'm not saying like, I'm admitting that I, that, that, that I have, I've fallen guilty to this too. If you think about it in a scenario where you're coming out of a diner and there's a stray dog in the back looking hungry, most people are more likely to try to feed that dog than they would if it was someone who was homeless out there and looked hungry because they always assume the dog has good intentions. They don't assume humans have good intentions. Um, I've talked, talked about this on my own podcast, but I sometimes work in an office where there's a cat living in the, in the parking garage, it's four levels. And um, he's basically just living there and he sits on people's cars. He scratches them up. He yowls at you as you walk past him. He's gotten bolder and bolder. The other day I was leaving the parking lot and he just stood in the middle of the drive, like, like go around bitch. Like he's not scared of anyone, but, um, and so half of the building is like, this is wonderful. We love this cat. His name is Stanley. And they're like leaving, uh, cat food out for him and beds and, um, I saw someone leave a note for him, which is strange because cats can't read, but yeah, they're doing all, and they just, they just love him to death. And there's another half of the building who feels like he's a menace because like I said, he's scratching people's cars. He is constantly accosting people who are coming in and out of the building for like, there's a lot of medical groups in there. And like, it's gotten to the point where like, if you're coming out of a door it's quite possible Stanley will be there. Now, he doesn't want to come in, but he wants to stand at the door and scream at you. Like, ah, like that. Um, until maybe you give him something, like a piece of food or something. And so, like, one of the girls who works in the building is trying to catch him, okay? She works with an animal rescue group that does a lot of, like, catching of the cat, catching of cats, um, vaccinating them and fixing them so that they cannot contribute to like the population cats cats populate quickly guys so and then if they're friendly or if they're like you know they like being around humans they try to adopt them out to homes that'll keep them inside and safe and if they're not if they're feral cats that really do not want to be in the company of humans they try to release them someplace that'd be safe they can they can find a colony of other feral cats and be safe and like not risk being run over many, many times a day. But her humane cage that she keeps trying to catch him and people keep letting him out of because they want him to live in the parking garage and they love him so much. All right. So one of the things I keep bringing up is the fact that if Stanley were a human man who stood in, who lived in our parking garage and screamed at people as they went by and stood in front of the doors and scratched people's cars if you didn't give him any money or feed him, we would call 911 immediately. People would demand he be removed. People, No one would give him any food. No one would be writing him little notes. Like, just think about that. And again, I'm not like, I don't want people to feel bad or anything because it's not wrong to like be an animal lover, but understand you're taking the easy route. It's so much harder to be a human lover. It really, it's harder to find a human to love. Um, and we need to, we need to have a conversation with ourselves as a society about why a stray cat is so much more important to us than a human that doesn't have a place to go. 
We need to think about that. Why is it so much more? Why is it so much? If if the same amount of abuse was being rained on the dog as it was on the children there, people would be so much more upset than what's happening to the kids. A lot of people would just say what's happening to the kids is discipline. That's Guys, a lot of people think that if your kid does something that you don't like, it's okay to beat them up. I'm not arguing physical discipline here. I'm not getting in any argument like that. I'm really not. Um, I'm talking about the fact that Kaiser regularly has bruises and welts from the dis- quote-unquote discipline he receives. But if Nugget, rest in peace, was uh, regularly had bruises and welts from discipline received, people would be going apeshit. No one left the show. None of those advertisers left the show when Kaiser's storyline was the main. No one left the show. We need to ask ourselves why that is. And we need to think about that and try to fix it. I don't have the answers. I really don't. Like I said, I'm guilty of it too. But uh, we really need to think about that. All right. I'm, I'm about done. But I oh, before I go, I want to... Send out my thoughts and prayers to Morgan J. Freeman, executive producer of this show, because I know that all day long his phone goes off with um, Janelle drama, like just buzzes and beeps and dings and all like he's at Chipotle trying to order his burrito. And then somebody's like, it's like, ding, Janelle just shot somebody. Ding, a dog's dead. Like shit like that. Can you imagine can you fucking imagine? Also, I bet you Farrah texts them all the time. Farrah was on mm, the Ashley, our paper of record, <laughs> talking about how, oh, I'd love to go back to Team Mom. I'm here anytime they need me. Can you imagine getting texts from Farrah to say, I never shot a dog. I'm here. Come on. <sighs> Poor Morgan. Oh, you know who else my thoughts and prayers are with? Liz motherfucking Bentley. I can't imagine having a podcast that centers on a Janelle Evans. And every day there's something. And she's doing a really good job of running the Instagram. Like I said, it's EBP underscore feathers. Join her there. She's always like kind of, she's kind of centralizing team mom information from Reddit, from, from TMZ, from the Ashley, from the girls social media. So that like, you don't have to go a lot of places. You can just like scroll down your feed and be like, what the fuck is Janelle done? But that's hard work. I know she's tired. I'm tired and this isn't even my shit. I know she's tired. Guys, check on your friends with Janelle Evans' podcast. They're not okay. All right, that's it. I'll see you guys next time. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah Giovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsycho This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're gonna love. Sleep struggles, reassurance, and major fears. 
There is a reason why I named my show the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. My name is Natasha Daniels, and I'm an anxiety and OCD therapist, and I'm also the mom to three kids with anxiety and OCD. Trust me, the irony is not lost on me. Join me every Tuesday as I give parents a real and raw view of what works and what doesn't from a therapist and a mom's point of view. Subscribe to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.